All right, here we are. Episode 33, Kitsch, Denomi, coming in, Rap City Podcast. This probably is the very last time I might add that we are going to be known as the Rap City Podcast. I believe we have just agreed to a name. Uh, it is now 1.30 on, I guess now Thursday morning, so after the raps. Big Game 6 dubs, uh, which we will dissect. Uh, we also talk a lot about the in-game what's happening that took place between the three of us with Kitch and I being despondent and basically saying to rip it up, blow it up. It's all over to Denno talking us off the ledge through the entire game to Kitch and Denno getting into a bit of an awkward, an awkward moment. It was a relationship tester. So obviously huge W O G Lowry Norm tonight was their night, even though Freddie in the third quarter, you know, he kept us in at surge, kept us in the, in the second quarter with his three threes. Just another gutty W that gets us to game seven, which I think it's fair to say we have no business being uh, in a game seven in this series. But we're here. And uh, as I've predicted, uh, we are going to win game seven. It's a I'm now guaranteeing the game seven W. So we will be playing Miami at some point uh, next week. So there you have it. We do that. We talk a little bit more of the NBA, the Giannis uh, situation in Milwaukee, some backyard gambling. We give our NFL predictions for this week. You know, the what drives you crazy and Kitsch. I'll tell you, the what drives you crazy, Kitsch is back. The old Kitsch with what drives you crazy. He is, uh, he's out there again. A little disturbing, actually, this one. And then to some AOB. So that's, that's it. And like I said, this is very much likely the last rap city under this name. So to all our current listeners, thank you for listening to all our new listeners. Uh, so welcome. And we look forward to adding more and more due to the uh, OG events from a few days ago to keep us in this series. I'm not going to mix things up. Uh, our first guest as always until we die, coach Rudy T coach. No one has ever done what this team's done. Come from the sixth seed, uh, down in series. Uh, won, we won nine road games, and we had non-believers all along the way. I have one thing to say to those non-believers. Don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion. Kitch! Bart, Mr. Positive, Michael Denomi. All right, listen, let me, uh, Deno's going to get the opening salvo here. We're going to set the stage first, however, just because we're just a little mix up. Usually we go to Kitch first, but uh, for our listeners out there, as you can imagine, we have a uh, chat going throughout most games. And tonight, very early on, Kitch and I were spot on recognizing the Raptors weren't ready, did not show up, and we were calling what we were seeing. And, we, and Deno took the other side of that coin for most of the evening uh, and was calling us out saying that we were bandwagoners and that we don't know how to stick with the team. And meanwhile, we just thought we were pointing out the obvious that they were horrible. <laughs> so, but Deno, because you stayed, you stayed true to your Raptors blood the entire way, the floor is yours. Yeah, I just want to say it's it's a pleasure to be on that podcast. This might be my last podcast. <laughs> so just for our listeners, if you were on our WhatsApp group, you'd have thought it was the fourth quarter with two minutes left, the way these Yahoo's were talking. Again, these are like the most loyal Raptor fans I've ever met. 
And in second quarter, and there's, they're talking about next year's draft. They're talking about all this kind of stuff. They're just saying, it's done. We're done, right? So, anyways, my only point was that basketball's got runs. And if you get <laughs> hot, so Abaka got hot, right? Abaka got hot, got us back in the game. So, I'm not going to throw both guys in on the bus, but I will throw Kitchen on the bus because he stopped talking. <laughs> Thank you. He, Thank he, you. Got, he got really angry. I did. I did. I hope it doesn't wreck our relationship because I, I do want to go to Raptor game in <laughs> 2026. I'd like to go to a game catch courtside. So, anyways, Bart, that's all I got. I'm not going to throw you in the bus. To be fair, Deno here, you did kind of, you kind of bitched out a little bit. It was nonstop back and forth, back and forth the whole first, first half. I kept having to check my phone. I just wanted to watch the game. So finally, halfway through, I thought, you know what? This, this is going nowhere. It's pointless banner. I'm going to watch the game. So I just put my phone away for the second half and I watched the game. (laughs) You know, you can be such a baby. (laughs) I was tired of it. I wanted to watch the game. Get mad at Deno. Deno, floor's yours again. Give us your breakdown. Yeah, so everyone, everyone watched the game. Like, really bad start. Um, they, they keep going to Siakam, which I know we're just so fed up with. Like, even like to close the game out, like they're they're going to Siakam, and it's like sooner or later you either got to pull them. And like Kitra was saying, like like on, on WhatsApp, like put a Bach in. Like a Bach, a Bach is great defense, right? Like you gotta just maybe say, you know what, Siakam, it's not your night. It's game six, sudden death. Pull them. Like, just pull them. So that's the negative. On the positive, wow, did did Norman Powell stop, you know, just totally step up the second half, double overtime, 10 points. I thought OG OG made a huge three for us. But once again, Kyle effing Lowry. Wow, did he carry us that whole game again. Only 20 shots. 20 shots made 12 of 20. So he carried us. We, um, We started hitting some threes. Boston kept fighting back. Like it was just like that was an emotional game. I had three beers in like twelve minutes watching the end of that game. Now I'm in the scotch because I cannot believe we still won that game. What a comeback! We all said wraps in seven. We're going to see what happens. First statue in Toronto: Kawhi, Vince, or Lowry? Lowry. Wait, wait, hang on. Now is it statute or statue? Statue, and it was written statue, and you came back with statute. No, it's not. You wrote statute. You take a look at that again, you knucklehead. It was written statute. You wrote statute. I did not. Take a look at it again. We do have to give Boston some credit here. Their defense is awesome. They do make it tough for us to score. I wrote up what I was going to say in the pod in the first half, said this is probably the worst first half I've seen us play in the series. And the fact that we were only down, by, I think it was like by four or something at half, it was, it was, I was shocked. Four. I was shocked at that, that, that we kept it that close. Um, I was Dennis true by halftime. I thought, this is not looking good. We just are not, are not uh, hitting anything. We're not, we're not making smart passes, making smart choices. And then the third quarter, probably our best quarter in the whole bubble. We played outstanding. And of course we made our shots. Like Freddie started making some shots, which he was awful in the first, in the first half. So now, now we're back in at one game, one game to go. I, I'm getting tired of Marcus Smart. I'm getting tired of the, of the Celtics snapping their head back every time they get touched. They fall like they've been shot. That Smart thing at the end when he tried to do the dive when Gasol oh. bumped him the butt. Get up and get off the court. Stop chirping, you big donkey. I hope they go after him in the next game because that that's bullshit. That's not good for the game. And the fact we took the game to overtime. We scored. We scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. We only had 17 in the fourth. But the but wow. the Celtics only had 21, so we actually we actually <laughs> hung on to the, to the OT. So, uh, yeah, good game. I'm not sure about our choices at the end of regulation, the end of overtime. 
uh, Norman Powell, like even even on fire. Don't take a contest of three. Drive to the hoop. He was scoring going to the hoop. Like the contest of three was a was a suspect. And then Siakam, why we isolated Siakam to win the game for us in regulation. Guys have made a shot all game and we we go to him. So those decisions kind of burn me a little bit, but game seven, baby, nine o'clock Friday night. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to finish the segment by saying I'm emotionally exhausted. <laughs> this could be, this could be Steelzy's dream podcast. Cause I don't have, a, I don't think I can say much cause I'm exhausted from all this. Like that was, that's as big a roller coaster, like way different than game three, because this was a gut check from pretty much halftime onward. It just back and forth. So I was, yeah, it, Unbelievable game. And it, and it really, it turned out to be a really great game up by both teams. Lots of back and forth. It could have gone either way. Refs, you know, were all over this thing, good, bad, and otherwise. So it had, it had all the makings for, you know, a great controversial type game. So my thoughts are this. That we Lowry, just unbelievable. The number of times he made a shot, he play assist, a steal. Like that yeah. steal on Brown, uh, in overtime when we're down to, uh, to get the ball back. Like he, and when he had five fouls, cool. all the little things, the intangibles, he took two charges again tonight at sort of key moments. We just sort of can't say enough good things about, except two things, Kitch. You can't bitch about Marcus Smart and his theatrics if Kyle Lowry's on your team. I think he's, because he's just as bad. No, he's just as bad. Yeah, yeah true. It's true. The man bitched out. The man chewed out his coach. Oh, that was offside. <laughs> At the end <laughs> of the game. Was and Nick was, Nick was fired up. His, his head, he, he was like yelling at his assistant coach, like, I'm the coach. He was mad, actually, at the end of the game. Well-deserved. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm sure they'll talk about it. And Kyle, in his interview on uh, the ESPN feed after, he immediately went to how great Nurse is and, like, you know, we trust yeah. him, all that sort of stuff. So he was already, you could tell, like, he knew that, he knew he crossed, screwed that crossed one up. Line, but yeah. It's such a bad look for him. However, you know, that aside, he's ultimately the reason we're game seven. I mean, Norm and OG got us over the hump. And Serge, and Serge. Well, no, I'm going to get to that in a second. At the end of the game, don't forget OG's drive. He does that spin move into the middle. He realizes he's screwed, kicks it out to a wide open Norm on a beautiful catch and shoot. Boom, knocks that three down. We're tied up again, right? Like that's a fantastic play. And then the next possession Right after they make their two to go up to, he they come down. Larry, by the way, that's an underrated little flick behind the back pass on the numbers. Boom, and then OG. But again, I swear to you, if someone had stopped the game and said, "Hey, OG, do you have any idea that you're in overtime of the Eastern Conference semifinals?" I don't think he would have any idea. <laughs> yes, so so I mean that's what it's got to be. But kudos, I mean, he knocks down that humongous oh, three. That was a huge three, huge. Yeah, but that's what we need. Like, listen, at the end of the day, Thies was killing us, right? All of a sudden, we were going to lose yeah. because Thies was going to have, uh, and then what's his face, Williams, the rookie, making those threes in the corner. Like, they were getting their sort of no-name guys to do something. Our guys, our less fanfarish guys, have got to make plays. And this is really the first game you could make the argument that we had a a major contribution from more than just one player off the off the bench or who we don't yeah. expect it from, right? Yeah. So huge there. Surge, Right absolutely keeps us in it in that second quarter. We could have been down 20 as I think I wrote in WhatsApp. We will be down 20 at half. He makes those three threes in a row. Like that was massive because clearly Serge is hurt by the way. That's why he didn't come back. Like his ankle is not right. I mean, he had three blocks. So all those little things and that's what we forget about, right? All of a sudden we're down, we're only down 12 and we could be down 20 and that's the difference, right? So huge for Serge to do that. But then there is this, the issue of Siakam and 
What do you say other than I actually blame Nick Nurse? Like Nurse is going down with this guy. Yep, right. Is. Nick he has is. decided I'm not going to take him out of the game. He's our best option, regardless of, of circumstance. And I'm going to keep going to him. Like I was shocked at the end of regulation that we got to clear out for Siakam there. I mean, terrible, right? He's got to finish, right? He has to finish those shots. How many times was he that little mid floater in the lane again, which just comes up short, hoping that it goes like it just, everything's ugly about his game. I must admit, I, I did think it was the best he played on defense tonight. He was a little bit more engaged defensively. He does make that one big shot in overtime, that 12 footer on the baseline that we kind of had to have. So I'll give him a little bit of credit for that. But otherwise, he has got to be our third or fourth option right now. And he's got to know his role, right? He just has to know his role. And and Nick, Nick really has to coach him better than this right now. I think Nick, he, he called him out. Like he called him out in the media after yeah, last hard. after last game. And if you're an all-star, if you're a true all-star and your coach calls you out, you show up the next game. You you do your damnedest to prove your coach wrong. And he didn't. He didn't come tonight to prove his coach wrong. He he proved his coach right, that he has been a disaster since the bubble. And I don't know what he did from the regular season to the off time to the bubble, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't play basketball because he has been a disaster since he's been back on this team. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, it's a good thing he got his extension last year. Now, of course, I think someone told Freddie in the first half, he already has extension. <laughs> Because was, I was like, because I said, six, over six. Yeah. but think about it. We make our run. Freddie gets hot. Like I'm telling yep. you, when he gets going, yep. we are going. That's, that, I mean, as much as Lowry was the MVP tonight, but Freddie's little burst in the third quarter. Next thing you know, we're up, we're up eight points because Freddie's playing, making shots. Like he is the engine. I really do believe that. He's the ultimate guy that if, if he's not functioning and making 40% of his threes, we're in trouble. You've always said we're going to win or lose with Freddie. Right, that like right from the start, we said we need like Larry. Larry's playing him better than we expected, but we need Freddie like 20, 25 points. His seven for 22 was terrible tonight, but he hit a couple big shots for us, right? And momentum, right? Like we need Freddie to be Freddie. Yeah, right? he played great in the third quarter to, to give us that that little push, give us that lead, which was big. So if he didn't do much in the fourth and overtime after that, but of course, he didn't have the ball either. Well, Larry, Larry couldn't miss, so he just, he just kept taking the ball. But I'll tell you, the biggest knock on Freddie's game is he doesn't finish at the basket. The number of times he's there and you think, okay, and then boom, he doesn't finish. That is a major flaw in his game. And the first half he threw that backwards layup. Do you want to even, in the first half he went up and turned backwards and threw it over his head? I'm like, whoa, what was that choice? <laughs> yeah, that was, that's how you lose millions of dollars. Yeah. That's how you do that shit. <laughs> so, but listen, here we are. I'm happy to say, uh, Deno, that I wagered. At the beginning of the series, I said, rap. well, on the podcast, I said wraps in seven. I also made that wager. Uh, and by the way, if that wager does not come in, I will be replenishing the account on Friday evening. <laughs> <laughs> well, were you not on the player props tonight? Double overtime is good for the player props. I know, but I, I wasn't on one of them. I didn't, oh, sorry. No, that's not true. That's not true. I was on the Gasol under threes. Half. Half oh, a three. Oh, oh. He's on fire. <laughs> you know what, guys? Hey, we trashed Gasol. He was had a terrible first half. He was a lightning bolt at, at the start of the yeah. third quarter. Deno, I agree. Like again, right? He had a great third quarter. Yeah, he had a great third quarter. And it's tough for me to give him compliments. But he came out, he was angry. And I think this kind of goes back to the and I hate to use it because it's such a cliche, but the championship DNA, they they weren't panicked down. What were they what were they down at the half? Uh eight? Only four. Only, only yeah, four. only four. Only four at that. Weren't playing great. Well, 
You guys thought we were down 40. So we were down 12 at one point. We got it. We got it to yeah. four right at the end of the half. Oh my God. <laughs> but it was funny. Like on the ESPN, they had Nick nurse in the, uh, in the locker room, giving his little speech yeah. and everything he was saying was so true. He's like, you know what? We shouldn't be there, but we are right there. We got to play a little harder. We got to get to loose balls. You know, we got to play like no second shot. Like, so everything he was saying was true. And they, they came out, you know, a little bit fired up and great third quarter. So yeah. Now that being you know said, what, you know what this feels like? This feels like remember, and this goes back to our last pod after game two in Milwaukee last year, Remember, yes. remember, we were saying, "Oh my God, we're done." And then Game yep. Three, the bench showed up in Game Three. We won a double overtime, and that was a tipping point. So, who knows? Maybe this is the tipping point for the for the Raptors this year. Game Three last year, Lowry fouled out. Remember, well, we we're at the game, but it was like, remember how angry? We're like, how does Lowry get fouled out in that Game Three? We're so angry. They pull it out and they go on the run. And Freddie showed up then. Well, and so did Norm in that game. Norm had a good fourth quarter in that game too. All right, let's quickly, let's go into to game seven predictions. Obviously we all think they're going to win, but here's my prediction. I actually think we're going to win comfortably. And let me tell you why. I think the Celtics are rattled yet again. They're a young team. I think Marcus Smart, his little theatrics at the end, that's going to carry over in a negative way for them. And nothing good's going to happen. If we can jump on them early, we will win that thing in a comfortable fashion. I really, really do believe that. We should have all the momentum. We've got all the experience. This should be much more in our wheels. But I agree. That being said, the Celtics D is really, really good. But we can't start the game we did. If we don't, if we start the game in any sort of meaningful way of shooting the basketball, I think we're going to be fine. Yeah, they got the uh, younger legs. That's the only thing I'm really. Yeah, that's true. With. Uh, but we got the experience. I don't. I don't know, man. It's. We have not had a big lead in this whole series. Like, ha- have we had more than a 10-point lead? I don't 12-point lead? I'm, I'm not even sure what it is. Yeah, we, at the most we've been is 10 or 11. Yeah, something 10 like that. 11. So, I think we're all just happy that there's a game 7 and 9 o'clock start. Oh, my God. Where's the pregame? The NBA has just saved me about $1,000 in change fees for my flight that I was going <laughs> to have to <laughs> That's right. I thought, that That's right. Six, I thought the game was at 630 Eastern. I was like, wow, well, I'm changing my flight. Yeah. So, Dan, I'm following up to that too. So, just looking at, I'm looking at the Celtics here. The Celtics, the starters all played a minimum of 47 minutes, like 47, 49, yeah. and then three guys at 51. And they look at our guys. So, Lowry played 55, then Freddie at 46, which is close to those two. And the next guys were 25, 31, 13. 29. So we did definitely rest a lot more than they, than those starters did in the game. Yeah. Yeah. But age though, age, the younger legs, but you're right. It is the full game for almost all five of them. So that's, that's gotta yeah. have some sort of but spillover. Like, like Tatum Tatum's 22. I keep forgetting Tatum's 22. That guy is. Oh my God. That guy's a stud. Yeah. I love Jalen Brown. I would trade three Siakams. Tatum. Oh, Tatum. Yeah. Oh, they said Brown. Yeah. You know what? I like Brown better than like Tatum. Really? I'll tell you what. I think we got in Tatum's head a little bit tonight. Him and Freddie were going at it. Uh, at one stage and he's kind of giving Freddie that look like, you know, what are you doing over here? And I, he, I think he's a little soft Tatum. I really do. You know what? Brown 30, 30 shots tonight. Like D Chuck 30, 30 shots, 11 for 30. It didn't feel like that much. It's a Kobe Bryant's last game. Like what the heck is going on <laughs> here? Is. Oh my God. 16 rebounds, 16 rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, he's a, he's a listen. He hasn't shot it well the last two games. Oh, I like him. Oh, I I like him. Over Tatum. Tatum can find it. Look at look at Tatum. He's got nine assists tonight. Brown's got two. Yeah. They pretty much have the same line, but he's got nine assists and Tatum and Brown has two. 
paid him all day. Yeah, because machine. So I'm just going back here, Bart. At 7:56, Abaca's on fire. I write Abaca positive. Build a statue. S T A T U U E. And then a response. Oh, a statute. I'm not sure a government will have the time to pass that. So 7:56 on the WhatsApp. It's right there, baby. Oh. Hang on, hang on. You well, you could have easily changed that. I you can't. copied it and sent it back to me. <laughs> I could have sworn I saw the word statute. Yeah, you could have sworn. <laughs> Shocking, you lost the spreadsheet. But Jesus. All right, uh, yeah, all right. So there we go. Wraps uh, nine o'clock Eastern Friday night. We'll be back. Uh, you know what? I think we will have to emergency pot it on Friday. We have to game seven. I'll be I have a blue gold day. We play eighteen holes from the blue tees in the morning. Eighteen holes from the gold tees in the afternoon. It's pretty much a liquid afternoon. So I'll be there. I just can't say I'll be. Yeah, emergency pot. Good segue into the Giannis. Giannis. Does he stay? <laughs> so big news, Bucks are out. Giannis with that team, clearly there's a problem. What's next for Giannis, Denno? Yeah, again, like everyone's saying the Heat and the Raptors are the are the front runners. I think the Raptors are ahead of the Heat just because his relationship with Because you uh, want it to be. <laughs> yeah, because I'm because I'm biased, but I think he stays. Like I think just how he is, he wants to prove stuff. I, I think I think he stays in Milwaukee. And I, I actually hope he stays in Milwaukee. I'm a big baseball guy. And when the Yankees were doing really well and winning a lot, what I hated was them when they went and stole a best player from their team. It's like, no. A-Rod? Oh, I still hate that A-Rod <laughs> pickup and stuff. And it's like, we, we don't need A-Rod. We got a great team, right? So I actually hope he stays in Milwaukee. But if he doesn't, I would. I don't mind having another jersey. <laughs> but he's got a long name. And I'm worried about Kitchen pronouncing his last name as I can't well. do his first name. <laughs> no. Yeah, the first okay, well, Kitch, there's you know, there's tutoring. We can uh we, we can work on it, but I'm really worried about Kitchen's jersey selection with all his all his weird names and stuff. So <laughs> I don't think he goes. I think he said, okay, I'm here, build it around me. And I think they they screwed up. They let Brogdon go last year. Malcolm brought and brought in Bledsoe. I think that's going to come back really to bite them in his final decision here. Good point, Kitch. Good point. So he plays next year on that team. What's better? They can't go out and buy guys. They don't have the, they don't have any space to go out and, and bring in no. anybody else. So he's got the same guys next year that he's played with this year. I don't know. And I think Toronto's got a chance. Like if he's got his, if he's got this Mazai connection, like the big thing that happens, I find the NBA is the guys go with their <laughs> I'm sorry. Which connection? Mazai. 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 Anyway, most of these guys in the play, they had this connection with their high school buddies when they went to the All-Americans or their university buddies. He doesn't have any of those ties. So he doesn't have a, he doesn't have like a buddy who is calling saying, hey, let's go to play for the Knicks, both of us, and we'll we'll turn it around. So I think that bodes better for us. But I can tell you, if Siakam doesn't pick it up a bit, he could ruin that for us where he's saying, all right, I'm going to come to Toronto because I got Siakam on my side, which probably looked cool. good during the season. Now might be putting a little bit of doubt in his in his mind because of that. Well, apparently they are buddies. Apparently Siakam and, and Giannis are buddies. Like Giannis picked him this year. I think it was... It may have been his first pick, right? So they're, they're buds. Uh, he's also pretty tight with Steph Curry, apparently. So there's that whole play. Because actually, Golden State will be in play there for sure. They got no room. Yeah, but once they, like, they've got Wiggins or Draymond at like 25 million each year. Like they they, they move that contract. They'll, they can create space. They can do it. And okay. they have owners who are willing to pay the, the luxury tax. So true. to your point, I think, and I actually hope Giannis stays in Milwaukee too. Like, I think it's good for the NBA if he stays in Milwaukee. Yeah. We can't have this be a, a five-team league where the, where the best free agents only go to five teams. They just can't be that, right? Yep. Yep. They found this kid. They built him. 
it's hard to say they haven't done enough. I mean, they've had the best regular season record the last two years. I agree. And this was a big thing on the Simmons podcast this week. They annihilated Milwaukee for getting rid of Brogdon and keeping yeah. Bledsoe. Oh, and they're exactly. so right. Like they go through it. Bledsoe had a really good stretch December through February last year. They got all excited. They thought he's our future. They signed to that big extension knowing that uh, Brogdon, by the way, is an unrestricted, oh, sorry, he's a restricted free agent. So they could have matched any offer, but they clearly chose not to match the Indian offer for one reason, because they did not want to pay the luxury tax. Like that's the only reason. So that's not a good look. Like if you're trying to impress you know, the hot girl at the dance, don't wear your jeans and your jean jacket if you're trying to impress the hot chick. <laughs> tight jeans. Or I always wear <laughs> yeah, tight don't, jeans. Don't wear the tight jeans and the jean jacket. Whatever. Do not do that if you're trying to impress the hot girl. So that's a bad look. on. However, he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. Like, I don't think that's the way he's looking at it. He's already said, I will not ask for a trade. So he's not asking out this year. So they've definitely got him all of next year. Yep. They got a year to woo him. However, my thing on this is if they think for a second he's not resigning, they have to trade. You cannot let him walk, right? We did it with Bosch, terrible decision. We did it with McGrady, terrible decision. If you don't know for sure they're resigning, look at Oklahoma City. If you ask them again, they would have traded Durant if they'd known he was going. How do you do that when you're first in the East? Like If you're, if you're first in the East, are you going to trade your best player? This team's not going to win the playoffs in the East, right? If you're a GM and you decide, I think our go-to guy's leaving, I'm going to trade him now. You know, the fans will hate you forever. Like you can't, you can't do that as a GM because you'll just get, you'll get pasted. So you have to, you have to hope that you can convince him to stay at the end of the season. And then when he leaves, it's not the GM's fault. When do you trade him, up, Bart? Do you trade him during the year? You'd have to. You listen, you can't trade him when he's a free agent, Deno. They don't let you do that. <laughs> no, but like, like, do you do it in the off season or? But like, Bart, Milwaukee's in first place. And yeah. we're, let's say full season, we're 40 games in. Oh, you know what? We're 32 and eight. Time to trade, as Kitch says, Giannis. Like, how does that, how does that look? But let me answer that because I'm assuming that was a question. If he does not sign the extension this off season, when he's eligible to sign a four year, 200 million, I know he's not going to. So to me, that's the first sign that there's a problem. It's not a problem. Well, yeah, it is. Because if he really wanted to stay, he would let them know right now, I want to stay. Start building your flexibility around this. I'm going to sign for like you'd let them know. So that's my first sign. So I would almost be inclined to start listening to offers this off season if he doesn't resign. I really would. I really, really would because I I don't think you can take that chance of he walks out and they are set back ten years if you get nothing for him. Right? Look at the Raptors. Well, I don't think you can do it as a GM though. I think you just you just set yourself up for a disaster. I get it, but I just don't think a GM will risk his. Ten year career, whatever it's there. I think if that GM is in any kind of sales at all, and if he is, there's a spot available from an ACT. But so I, where I agree is that a small market team's got to think differently than than, than yes, a big market team. Right? I would so agree with that. Team, I agree. You have this asset. Like think of Oklahoma City, like what they got for Westbrook and them. Like they got like what yeah. 11, 11 first round picks or something. The next they have so many assets. Oh my God, they are just golden, right? So I think the small market teams have a different strategy, but do you go execute it when you have the two-time MVP? Like training a two-time MVP, oh my God, that's got to be so, so difficult. How about this? Trading a two-time MVP who has had the best record in the league and has been knocked out before the finals in the last two years, during those two best regular seasons, he can't make a free throw to save his life when it counts, right? He doesn't have the pieces around him which they now know for sure. And all I'm saying is why can't he commit right now? 
If he's your, if he is your franchise player, you can resign him to a massive extension, not as big, but he can do a one and one. Do anything. Don't sign, don't sign a four-year extension. Do a one and one. Do something to let me know that you're interested in staying. If you don't give me any buying signals, guess what? I'm moving on to the next girl before it's last call. That's what I'm doing. I love last call. Throw the net out. Throw the net out, Dedo. Last call. <laughs> yeah. Old school, baby. Yeah. The rules still apply. That's enough of Giannis. Let's move off, off of Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, let's move off the NBA because I think there's one quick point. I got one quick point on the NBA. How about Rondo? Rondo last day with 21 points and nine, Playoff nine assists. Rondo. Playoff Rondo. Like the Lakers, they've always said, oh, they, they're good, but they're not going to win with Davis and James. But well, if you can get a Rondo or so up or something like that, then they got a chance with, with a guy like him. Okay. I, I trashed LeBron James, a lot of anger. Did you see his first half? Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. It is like one of the best first halves I've ever seen in sport. He had like, what do you have, Bart? Like 27, 20 points. He had like three blocks where like he was like almost over the backboard blocking is oh my god like it was his best half i've ever seen from him i'll tell you what if i were teams i'd stop winning the first game of the series when i play the lakers because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they don't. get really good after that <laughs> they get angry angry the kitchen <laughs> i don't know anger than tonight that's not possible oh, yeah here's what i think about lebron i hate him too i don't there's nothing about my life but all these uh, so-called pundits or experts are talking about how the Lakers bench, the, you know, they don't have a lot after LeBron. And but LeBron, you look at all of his teams; they're never very deep. There's a bunch of guys you go, "How are they winning with that team?" But that's how good LeBron is. He makes those guys. He makes the Kyle Corvers. He makes the Rondos. Even though Rondo was great when he was younger, but Rondo now he makes Caldwell Pope that much better because they're getting wide open looks. And this is the NBA. When you get wide open looks, I don't care who you are, you're going to start knocking them down eventually. So LeBron is, yeah, you know, it's amazing at 35 years old, he's still doing what he's doing. As much as I hate him, he's the top three guy for sure. Nowhere near Jordan, but he's he's two or three for sure. Like Rondo was hitting threes last night. Like, come on, that's not, that's not Rondo's game. No, but that shit happens on the bronze teams. Guys start doing that shit. I know, but he was, Rondo was nuts last night. Okay, when when did he win his ring, guys? What year was it? Was that 2006? No, 2008. 2008. 2008? It was that Rondo showed up 12 years later. He was unstoppable. Like it was it was and he was hurt the whole the whole playoffs. I wouldn't bank on that every night, but yeah, I know I get I take your point. It was a fluke, but he was unbelievable. I watched the whole game. It was like when's it going to stop? Well, I'll tell you, this discussion of NBA basketball is going to stop right now. All right. We got to move on. We really got to fly through. It's late. I'm exhausted. I told you. I'm emotionally double, double overtime. <laughs> Kills you. It was a killer. <laughs> Thank goodness I was not drinking during it. Holy smokes! <laughs> All right, we would do a quick sports recap. I think the only thing we're talking about, and Deno, this may not excite you because it's about tennis. Tennis is a sport with rackets. Deno, love tennis. So we got to talk about Djokovic and his uh, his throttling of the lineswoman. <laughs> so. I'll lead into my thoughts. You guys can, can comment. I think they absolutely had no choice but to kick him out because those are the rules. I think yeah. people are underestimating how hard that ball was actually hit at her. Like it's going with a little bit of velocity. She wasn't paying attention and it caught her in the lady's Adam's apple. That's no, that's not good. I don't care how small your Adam's apple is. That's no fun. No. That's no fun for anybody. And I think he's a jackass. So <laughs> he absolutely deserved to be kicked out. Yeah. Deno? Well, Rules are rules. I actually like him when he does his impersonations. Like, you know, he does his impersonations with. Yeah, that's a long time like, ago. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago, Bart. But Bart, you got to think, Bart, about the fun, the fun of tennis, right? 
But the rules are rule. And again, I was I was actually watching that when it was going on. And it was like, they, they have to. I don't care if number one seed, number two seed, or whoever we are. Like, it, it, it's a statement. It's a statement. You just got to do it. So, thank you. We're on the same page. Yet again, you and I are on the same page. I might be wrong because I missed it, but he didn't fight it either, did he? Oh, yeah, he did. It was like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was like, you're kicking me out. Like, it really was sort of like, he's like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, yeah. He was totally playing this game. He said things like, well, it's not like she has to go to the hospital, which, of course, she did go to the hospital. (laughs) Oh, then that's Um, a douche move if he did did that. Like, if if he was like, if he accepted the fact, because it was obvious he's got to be turfed for something like that. You can't, you can't do that. Like, that's, you can't set that precedent. So the precedent is you, you smoke somebody, you're out. That's got to be the the boundary. And if he's, if he's fighting that or trying to argue that, then that's a douche move on his part for sure. Either that or tennis should make that part of the game. After every changeover, you just get to fire two balls at, at any of the linesmen or ball kids and they got to dodge it. I'd yeah, watch fans it. Fans too. Like fans are pissing you off. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they, then it's just like, he said a horrible summer, obviously the whole COVID thing. Oh. Right? He had that little tour. So he, he creates COVID. The COVID tour. COVID <laughs> yeah. The COVID tour. He does that. He then now he's, he's broken away from the players association. Station starting his own thing. Like, I think the guy's a bit of a dick. I love right? him. I love him. I, I do like him too. I, I've always been a fan of his, but did I just say he's a bit of a dick and both you guys love yeah. him? Yep. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> that makes I love him. Yeah, it's all a little clearer now to the audience. <laughs> okay. So, guys, with the next big event, I'm going to bet on him. I'm going to bet on him. That's two weeks time. from now, French Open. Two weeks, French Open with fans. With, with fans, fans, with Rafa. Yeah. R- R- Rafa's hurt. Joker, <laughs> bet it right now, Bert. Bet it minus one fifty or minus one seventy five. Don't bet minus. 50. I need the wraps to win Friday before I can bet again. <laughs> All right, so uh, I don't know if anything else has happened uh, worthy golf, whatever. Yeah, we'll move on. So we are into backyard gambling, and the NFL season is upon us. So we are going to start our weekly pick three bets. You pick three lines this week. You're going to pick three. You're going to give everyone three three games they like, uh, and then Kitch. I think we also said we we're going to give three. Futures, like season bets. I'll tell you right now, one of them is KC to win the division, minus 450. Oh, bet it all, kids. I don't care. Whatever you got in the piggy banks, you bet that. All right. All right, Kitch, you want to go? You want to start us off here? Season or, season or uh, games this week? Start with season? Games. Games. Start with games this week? Yeah, no, start with games. Right. Go games. So my three picks for this week are the Detroit Lions minus two and a half over the Chicago Bears. Detroit football Lions. Trubisky is getting the start again, which is shocking after last year's performance. So I will do the Lions over the Bears. The Bills minus six and a half over the New York Jets. Uh, The Jets have lost their two best defensive players and they got injuries at ride receivers. So I will put my money with the Bills in week one. And uh, of course, minus six and a half free money. The Patriots over the Miami Dolphins minus six and a half. Those are my three Guaranteed, no, well, not guaranteed. Those are my three locks, locks for the week. So are those the same Dolphins that walked into Foxborough last year in week uh, 17? Yeah. And ruined your whole season? And the same guys okay. who walked in and threw the, uh, I don't know, the Stanford trumpet guy or trombone guy and did the pitch thing and beat them the week, year before, too. Oh, oh yeah. was the yeah. safety. Yeah. Was safety. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That was, that was awesome. a disaster. <laughs> oh. All right, kids. Thank you. Those are uh, those are three mediocre picks. Dado, I know you've done a lot of research on this, so go ahead. Okay, so if you recall from last year, I think I hit it a 20% clip. So <laughs> you you are best off to go against the dental, like ATD, against the dental. New acronym, no no, no more mill. I'm an under guy. I always go under. The betting public goes over. I go Philadelphia, Washington, under. 
Like, I'm a Redskins fan. Philly sucks. Both those teams suck. Go under 6-3 final. Wow, 42 and a half. Okay. Yep, 42 and a half. Uh, actually, 43 in my books. Thanks. And then Kitchens Patriots. Oh, my God. They're like the worst team in football. Miami Pats under. Under. What's that What's that going to be? Like 12-9? It's giving the worst football game ever. Well, what is it? What is the over-under? 43 and a half. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, who, who's going to score? Is Cam Newton going to be... Like God, all of a sudden, seven touchdowns from Newton. That's forty-six right there. Oh, now now Newton's God. Great, he couldn't even play for Carolina last year. And then finally, guys, Las Vegas. Las Vegas will cover week one. You know why? They love roulette. They love craps. They got the juice. They got the juice, baby. They got the juice. They're not. They're actually not a home catch. They're actually not a home. Las Vegas minus what? What's what are you looking at? Las, minus three. Minus three. Minus three. All right. Or minus two and a half. What do you want? All right. So thank you, Deno. Uh, it should be a lot of fun watching those unders. It's really oh, fun to watch football that way. Over three coming up. <laughs> <for> three. <laughs> I'm going to work on the uh, theory of I'm going to give two favorites and a dog every week. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do every week. So here we go. Listen, the freest money on the planet is tomorrow oh, oh. night. Is tomorrow oh. night. Oh, my God. The Chiefs minus nine. Take that. Minus nine. Yeah. Oh, he has my yep. Wow. Well, at That's home, good. at home, there's there is yeah. no home. The home is bullcrap this year. What are you talking about? When they, when they pipe in the noise, the fans aren't there. They will shut there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's ridiculous. I think there's no one. Still have to travel. Still got to travel. So that's an easy, easy minus nine. I'm telling you, bet it now. Spend it tomorrow. I will give you your fifty bucks chance to get your fifty bucks back here. I will take Houston plus the nine. Oh, okay. Done. Bart, question. Go ahead. Will Houston score more than 10 points? Yes. Uh, yes, because they're going to be on the field a lot. They're going to get a lot of possessions. I like the Houston team under there, too. Oh, I wonder what that is. That's, well, the total is 54 and a half. They're probably 35. So probably under 25-ish, 26. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, actually not a horrible. Oh. I'll, I'll look into that. I'll look into or that. ATM. ATM. All right. Uh, so, catch a kid, by the way, you bet in the Lions. That's just. <laughs> Lions? No, as a kid, you bet the Lions. I know. What an idiot. Stafford. That's Stafford's year. This is Stafford's year. I got them in my uh, my season-long thing, too. Oh, God. Uh, the next obvious favorite, the Minnesota Vikings. Minus two Ooh. and a half. Minus two and a half at home to the aging to the aging Aaron Rodgers. That's an easy dubs. You know what? I might even suggest parlaying those first two. And then... The dog of the week, which is an e, and again, an easy. Ooh, let the dogs out. Porn star Minshew at home, plus Ooh. eight. The Ooh. Jags, the Jags getting eight against the Colts. The Colts suck. Philip Rivers, Jacksonville, plus eight. Oh my God! Take the points. I'll bet you straight up that one too. Like, you want to give me Indy on that one? I'll take it. Indy yeah, minus eight. I do. I just told you. I like all, that right, all right. All right. There's another fifty bucks right there. Indy minus eight. Are you think I'm going to say no to that? <laughs> Catch. I will take both of Bart's bets. Bart's actually knows his football. Thank so you. I will Thank go you, with Dino. Bart, the spreadsheet. I will bet whatever Bart's doing there. Do you remember, uh, Denno, last year, the streak I, I got did. on? I did. You did. Goodness. Although Jacksonville's going to be the worst Goodness. team in the league this year. Yeah, they are, but they're going to cover eight points. I didn't say they were going to win. <laughs> I said they'd be within a margin of eight points. All right, Kitch, uh, three futures. My first future is one of two. You can either have the Pats 
to win the division. They're going to knock off the Bills, the Jets and Dolphins or nothing. They're going to knock off the Bills and win the division at plus 150. Or you can do the Pats over nine wins at plus 115 if you want a little less juice. Nine wins for the Pats. Come on. So Pats there, plus 150 over nine wins. Belichick will get it figured out. I have the least winless team in the NFL for the year is the Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 300. So uh, I do not think Jacksonville will finish second last. I think they will finish last for the season. And then I have as my little bit, little bit of a, a longer shot, I have the Detroit Lions to win the NFC North to knock off the Packers, the Vikings, and the Bears at plus 475. Plus 475, Detroit Lions win the NFC North. Oh, my God. Did they get a lot of new players? Yep, kicked? they got some. They got some. It's going to be Stafford's year. It's going to be Stafford's big year. Come back here. <laughs> Stafford wow. won a playoff game, Kish? I don't, I don't think they've got to the playoffs, actually, so I don't think so. <laughs> Get ready for the Brock mailbag section coming up next next pod. He's gonna, he is not going to be – he'll be wondering what you were drinking today. <laughs> I'll tell you that. All right, uh, Kitch, thank you. So for those uh, for those listening, there you go. Deno, do you have anything for us? Well, like I'm, I'm a long shot guy. Like, I don't like this, hey, my, minus 450 to win the division. Like, it's sexier. It's definitely sexier. It's not sexy. I like long shots. So no, that's what I'm saying. The long shots are sexier. Okay. So I got I got Saints 11 to 1. I think Drew Brees, I think it's time. To win it all. Yep. Yep. Super Bowl. Wow. That's ballsy. I'm talking Super Bowl. I'm talking Super Bowl. And then I, I have two other ones. I actually listened to Kitsch on this one last week. I'm starting to like the Vikings Super Bowl 25 to 1. And then this is the one, Bart. This is the one that you're going to say, Deno, you're nuts. The Green Bay Packers Super Bowl. Oh, 28 to 1. That's uh, that's not smart. You know, there's a reason why they're 28 to 1. Aaron Rodgers, baby. Aaron Rodgers, look out. Deno, it's going to be impressive too when the Vikings or Green Bay, they win the wild card and then win the Super Bowl. That'll be good. Because <laughs> the Lions are going to win the division, baby. <laughs> Kitch, your whole life's a hedge. So. <laughs> You focus on your picks. I'll focus on my picks. Okay, hedge that. I'm not sure that makes any sense, but okay, we'll we'll go with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. All right. So, thank you, Daniel. So, you guys are gonna like this because I'm definitely sticking with. If you want to win money, you bet the Chiefs to win the division. That's just. It's not even that bad. You just do it. Minus four fifty still. Minus four fifty. Awful. It's not. It's not even a bet. It's gonna win. It's gonna win. Parlay it with everything. All you do is increase whatever else you bet. You It just increases. It gets your odds better. So just trust me on that one. I also, and this I think is, and by the way, I bet this right after the Super Bowl last year. I bet the Chiefs at six to one to win the Super Bowl. I'm of course all, you did. I'm all over the Chiefs. What, what are they now? Six oh, to still, one. Still six to one. Yeah. Wow. Still six wow. to one. Bert, do you know the time value of money? <laughs> You know, the best thing for Bart's betting account is he, is he does a, a year-long bet. That's Absolutely. That's the best thing for me. So that, that's a good investment? Deno, you'll like this. I uh, I did make the uh, the heat bet to win the series at the plus whatever one for it. I had three of them. I had three of them. Heat. I know. After game four, I had to cash it out early because I needed the cash in the account. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't get the full return. Oh, my God. <laughs> I still got like 85% of it. <laughs> so those are my two. And then my last one, which is I think is... An absolute steal. Buffalo Bills over eight and a half. I hate mm. Buffalo, but I'm riding them this year. I like that too. Oh, I like that one. You play the Dolphins twice. You play the Jets twice. 
You lose two to the Patriots. So you get you still go four and two in the division. Are all these team bets on games or percentages? Like are these are games right now. Not like baseball. They didn't do what baseball did. No. Yeah. By the way, I'm gonna start cashing out some of those bets pretty soon too. I'm, <laughs> I'm way up on those. Don't cash out. Cash out's a terrible, terrible idea. Well, I know it's good for the house. He needs cash flow. Get a, get a loan. <laughs> God, thank God Becky doesn't listen to this. <laughs> all right, moving on. All right, here we go. What drives you? What drives me crazy? So I'm driving to St. And, and this was, I think this was back in episode two, but it accentuated it here because I did a little bit of a study on it. Driving to St. Catharines last Saturday. Go to see friends. So I was driving 125 kilometers on the 401. I'm going 125. So I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do a little uh, assessment here. I took a 60 kilometer stretch and I counted and passed 51 cars in the first lane of the 401 in the passing lane. Pass and pull over. Is that not the rules of the road anymore? Like people who don't even use your rear view mirror and, or they sit so close to the steering wheel that they can't see the rear view mirror. You are not allowed to drive in the first lane. If you do not, if you cannot look through your rear view mirror when you are driving, pull over and pass and then pull over again and let the traffic move. Drives me crazy. 51 cars at 60 kilometers. We're going under 120 in the first lane on the 401. Drives me nuts. Okay, Bart. Bart, I have a driven with kitchen. He's not the most accommodating driver. No, not. Or or human being. But yeah, go ahead. The one thing he hates is customer service, bad customer service. The second is a bad driver. Oh, I can't stand a bad driver. Know, oh, know your position. I know. know your position. Like if you're if you're going 110, get in the second or third lane. That's the 110 lane. Get out of the 120 lane. It's, there's counseling for this. Get some counseling. I, pro- I, th- I think I probably need it. I think I do probably need it, actually. My first thought is... Kitch, are you okay? Is everything okay? <laughs> not, not, not the 401. I hate the 401 now. It drives me crazy. Who counts cars? Who I, counts cars in the I, 401? I, I was bored. I was bored. So I was like, I got to do it. Very rarely in my interactions with my friends do I ever feel good about myself. I now feel much better about myself <laughs> after hearing that story. I'm not, I'm not as bad of a person or as weird or as crazy as I once thought I was. <laughs> that, is, that is, wow, counting cars. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's probably, it's probably my number one pet peeve in life. Actually. I think that might be the top of the list for me. All right, Dano, do you want to follow that? Well, it's it's tough to follow that. Crazy? It's tough to follow crazy? Yeah. I crazy? It makes perfect sense. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's weird to be counting cars. <laughs> it's weird. So I've been on Facebook all my life, but like, what's really dr- driven me crazy? All my life. <laughs> like, 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 all my life in the last 20 years. But like, what's driving me crazy is these people who are you know, talking about the NBA players and then making a stand. And I'm, and I'm reading this stuff and I'm going like, these people are saying, well, why don't the NBA players donate all their money? Like, why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? And it's like, you know what? These guys are making a stand. And it's not just, it's every NBA player that's kind of making a stand. So like these people that are on Facebook where they're hiding behind their computers making this stuff, it's like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't, this is an NBA player issue. It's that they got the platform and it's just driving me crazy that these people are just like, like calling people out saying, what are they doing? Why don't they donate all their salaries? Well, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing to kind of change it? So that's been really pissing me off lately. These people hiding behind their computers and making these statements that make zero sense. So that's been driving me crazy. Uh, no, that's, uh, that's well said. Gives the the pod a bit of a social conscience, which I like, which we need, right, as opposed to hating unhelpless drivers 
But it is chill. Like, I, listen, I'm just, I just subscribe to the theory of nobody should ever think that anybody else wants to hear what they have to say on social media, right? I don't think you should never form an opinion and then think it's a great idea to post this for potentially the world to see. Like, I just think that's a terrible decision. Nothing, and I agree. And when you're doing this <laughs> under a pseudonym or you're hiding behind a, t- uh, a keyboard because you feel pretty good, about, like it is ridiculous. And I hate all that. And I agree. How about what are you doing? Answer that question. Isn't that what a podcast is? We are not necessarily looking to take someone else down from this, right? Like these people are, very, these are like the haters that come out and going, yeah. all these NBA players, we're like, we're not, we're not hating on an individual because they haven't done something. We're offering our, our commentary on a basketball game. Oh no. You know what? Those 51 drivers. I hate them. I hate those 51 drivers. No, I don't think it's the same thing. I think it's totally different. There's hate involved when you're on a keyboard. There's no hate here. Yeah. <laughs> it's hate. Dunno. Totally different. <laughs> You can hide behind your keyboard. Drives me crazy. Yeah, whatever, Kitch. <laughs> I WhatsApped you guys in game saying, remind me to tell you about Mark Jackson and what drives me crazy. I honestly don't know how Mark Jackson has a job as of tomorrow morning. Like some producer has to be able to go, Marcus, I got to talk to you. You said some really stupid shit tonight and we just can't have that anymore. So at one point in the fourth quarter, they did a clear out. Siakam takes another crazy shot towards the end of the game. And Jackson says, hey, if I'm Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Fleet, I'm just saying to Pascal, hey, it's not your night. We're going to take it from here. So I'm going to keep the ball. I'm not going to let him do anything. Like, this is what he's talking. He's saying like this. I, we can't give him the ball anymore. The very next possession, Pascal gets the ball back, yep. goes hard to the hoop, misses a layup. And Mark Jackson says, you know what? I love it. He's got to stay aggressive. I'm like, well, <laughs> hang on a second. Literally 26 seconds ago, you said it's not his night. He shouldn't have the ball anymore to now he's got to stay aggressive. Like you can't do stuff like that. It'd be one thing that was first quarter to fourth quarter commentary, but it can't be possession to possession commentary. These guys are so bad at what they do again. But I kind of think it's like the Nick nurse with Siakam. No one tells them they're horrible, right? You've got to be able to tell people they're horrible. So you don't, <laughs> Not on social media. Don't tell them on social media. Okay. But in a private setting, you tell them that. So Bart, you watch, you listen to a lot of basketball. Do you not like Jackson and Van Gundy together? Oh, Mark Jackson is much better with Van Gundy. Yeah. Because oh. Van Gundy allows him a bit more of a, of a platform to take some of the pressure off. But when he's one-on-one, he's got, when he's got to carry it all himself, I think he's OG shooting a three with no idea what's going on. Like those two together, I could listen to on the radio. Like I, I think they are just amazing together how they how they had the banter and fight. But yeah, Jackson one on one might not be. He was awful tonight. I just couldn't believe it. Like you can't rip a guy one possession and say, hey, you know what? He shouldn't get the ball anymore. To then two seconds later say, you know, he's got to stay aggressive. Bad color guys. On t- that's what drives me crazy. Uh, okay, this is it. We're down to. The end of the show. AOB. Want me to start? I'll do AOB. You want to start? Yeah. It follows with Brock. Brock wants to know what's up with Nick Nurse's hair. And I must admit, it is pretty bad. That Nick Nurse look is pretty, it's kind of got a, like a, a doc from Back to the Future kind of craziness to it. And he's always, he's always, and he does have that, he's got that one move with his claw hand to take it away. I, I'm with Brock on this one. He's got to clean that up. <laughs> Nick Nurse's hair has got to be cleaned up. It's getting a little thin. It's getting a little thin. <laughs> yeah, don't fight it. I agree. <laughs> All right, I'll go. I'll go next year. So, it's a bit of trivia mixed with AOB. 
So if you guys recall from my trivia last week, I had some stats on Jamal Murray being from Kitchener and going to Grand River. So question for you boys. It's kind of AOB, kind of who is the only pod subscriber who coached against Jamal Murray? Pod subscriber. Rob Ford? No. Bart, you go first. Well, I guess Kitch, once again, Kitch-centric trivia. No, nope. wow. he was at my wedding, at the wedding. My boy Johnny? Oh, Johnny doesn't know what basketball is. Johnny V is a soccer guy. <laughs> Mr. You know what? Vincent, hey, type. Vincent Denemy? Oh, you guys are both idiots. Was it Vince? Oh, I thought it was Vince. Vince. Wasn't your dad? My dad retired like 50, 20 years ago. <laughs> You're both complete idiots. You have no respect for age, whatever. It is Mr. Pete Coughlish. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Pete. Pistol Pete. Pete was the coach. You guys met him. Well, Pete, I mean. And um, his cocky little 10-year-old kid. Yeah. I know Pete. Smart, <laughs> smart 10-year-old kid, actually. Actually, he's not 10. He's actually. Yeah, he's 13, but he acts like he's 22. He told me how to yeah. work my phone. Yeah. He's got a better vocab than, uh, than Kitchen. My buddy system buddy. Who ditched me? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, Pete. So anyways, um, anyways, salute, salute to uh, Pete for saying that. I asked Kitch, like, did you cover the spread? They lost by eight. I said, you know, how did you cover him and stuff? And he goes, well, my coaching wasn't great, but I held him under 25, and they scored a 58. So I think Pete did his job as a coach, but they lost by eight. They covered the spread. Oh, Pete didn't go the old box and one? Or maybe he did because that's a high school defense, actually. That would be smart if he did that. As opposed to an NBA defense. Actually, we forgot to talk about that, by the way. Oh. I think Pete put the uh, four-corner offense um, in play, and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the stall. Uh, okay. Well, thank you, Daniel. That was uh, that was good. Maybe next week we can get trivia that might be a little bit more inclusive. You met Pete. You should have got that one. Well, how I listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> one more AOB. Um, our, our, another follower, Brennan Kennedy, slacker, has just donated his Siak of Jersey to uh, to our golf this weekend. He, so I think Slacker's decided that jerseys, a signed jersey of Siakam's not yeah. market value right now. So anyways, Slacker, I'll buy for 20 bucks. But you know what? How about this? But what if Siakam were to go off for 48 on Friday? It'd be all be forgotten. What are the odds? Oh my God. He, listen, why we haven't been betting it, the freest money in the world has been his unders, his points unders. Oh. It's been every, like if we've been betting that, Trust me, I wouldn't be cashing out early on any bets. I'd be flush. And it wouldn't be as painful watching him miss all the time. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, you know what? As a hedge, as a hedge, I'm going to bet that on Friday. I'm going to bet the Siakam player prop under. And I'm going to assume if, if I lose that bet, will they win the game? Then I'll be just as happy. <laughs> True. Good hedge. I like that. He was still 20 and a half. He was still 20 and a half today. Oh, and it's ridiculous. All right, kid. Take it, take it away. Catch. Do you have anything? Oh no, I got nothing. I got nothing on the AOB. Well, what, Sorry. What? I thought you meant. I thought you said Kawhi take it away. I think no, you're talking Kawhi. Today. We're not doing Kawhi. We're still in the OG zone. We're back to, yeah. <laughs> if we win this series, we're, yeah, it's OG. We're I'm stuck at OG. OG is the reason why we're still talking right now with the raps. You told Matty D we were doing it, dude, and you, you reached out to Matty D and <laughs> Matty D loved it. Oh, uh, we're supposed to give the audience the names list. Do you have the list uh, of new potential names? Potential names like new listeners, the, the pod names, the pod names. Oh, you yeah, I no, I, I don't have it. I don't have right. it. Well, we are, I was listen, we wanted to throw it out to you guys to give you some <laughs> chance to to comment, but we're gonna have a new name pretty soon. And you're gonna have nothing to do with it. So, all right, <laughs> that's right, that's right. It's gonna happen tonight, right after this pod. It's gonna happen right now. Yeah, actually, it's gonna happen tonight. Yeah, we do need to, we do need to decide on that. 
<laughs> All right. Well, listen, because uh, OG is the only guy uh, worthy of taking it home. Ooh. OG. OG. Take it away. <laughs> F you, Kawhi. Gasol, Siakam, and Ananobi. Point five to go in game three. OG with a look. Got it! OG Tips in time.